tune is the NFL wildcard weekend has finished. Joining us from ESPN Australia is one of their hosts, Laurie Horish. Laurie, thanks for your time. Great to be joining you guys. Now, I'm a massive 49ers fan. Can we win it? Absolutely. I think the 49ers are more than potent enough to win this one. I think not only the Cowboys game, but I've got them um, before this playoff started, and, and I'll stick to my picks. I had them emerging from the NFC and facing Ooh, okay. Kansas City Chiefs in the big dance. Um, okay. But if we get to what they accomplished against the Seahawks, look, a, a Seahawks team that came out with a good game plan early. They had ideas on where they could run the ball with some success. They took some shots downfield, like the DK Metcalf, and were able to keep this thing very, very close up to halftime. And then the word overwhelming comes to mind with what the 49ers rolled out in the second half. Uh, just that, that litany of talent that they have. Two top 15 wide receivers in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk both making their presence felt. Brandon Ayuk having over 100 yards after after the catch, showing he's just as explosive and hard to bring down as ever. Some big situational plays from him. Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in the league. George Kittle, a phenomenal top-tier elite tight end. One of the best fullbacks in the game in Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, there's so much talent abounds on this team. And it, it sets a really interesting platform mm. for young Brock Purdy. He's, he's such a... A storyline for this is, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, pick number 262 uh, in the draft, and and he's playing clean football, I will say. Not all his throws are exactly accurate, pinpoint, right in the tight window, hitting players in between, in between the numbers. But when you stack the board with that much firepower on offense, someone's going to get wide open, and you don't need to be absolutely perfect on the money to get it where they can catch mm. it and then let them go to work. Yeah, they're going to keep Brock in, aren't they, through the playoffs? Jimmy Garoppolo's no chance of coming back, is he? No, I think um, even, even if you know there was a recovery able on that timeline, I think you listen to the voices like Fred Warner. You hear how he talks about Brock, what energy he's brought to the offense and the locker room as a whole. They believe they can go all the way because he has so far expect, has exceeded expectations. And you, you also see the emotion and fire that Brock Birdie plays with. You know, he's a mobile quarterback. He can create plays on the move with his legs, some, some key um, kind of second-chance creations that he had in that game against the Seattle Seahawks. And we've seen that throughout his time starting at a quarterback. And it's on the Dallas Cowboys now to disrupt him and make him look far more like a rookie than we've seen so far uh, in this, you know, in this 2022 campaign and the, the playoffs. Hey, Laurie, uh, which game su- surprised you? Was it, the, you know, the, the Bills-Dolphins game or the Jaguars-Chargers? Uh, I mean, a couple of close ones there. I think I expected the Jaguars and the Chargers to be a decent contest. So the fact that it ended up as a narrow one didn't surprise me. The manner in which it did play out, you know, the Chargers giving up a 27-zip to zip lead oh. uh, and, and, the, and the Jaguars mm. storming home. It, that is surprising. But you, the game you brought up there, the Bills and the Dolphins, yeah. the fact that the Dolphins were able to disrupt Josh Allen at time with their defensive pressure up front, getting plenty of quarterback hits, pressures, getting him off schedule and making him play a little chaotic and erratic at times, uh, their offense able to put on, you know, they had some help. They had defensive scores in this game. Defense able to help out on the scoreboard, but Skylar Thompson had moments where he moved the ball quite well. He does have talent around him, you know, like Satyric Hill and Jalen Waddle in particular. Waddle had a few clangers, um, a few um, pretty type of drops that we haven't seen from him. He has firmly established himself as one of the better wide receivers in the league, and that tandem has been explosive all season. But a few missed opportunities. I think if this was a game with a healthy Tua Tungavailoa, I believe the Dolphins would be advancing. So the Bills showing some weaknesses. And mm. to get more specific, I think you know Josh Allen can be sloppy with the ball, when he's pressing for plays that aren't necessarily needed, they had a two-score lead early in this game and turned the ball over with some uh, costly um, down throws and the platform that you're looking to lay for that Bills offense and Josh Allen and 
Stefan Diggs to get to work and Dawson Knox is on a ridiculous touchdown run. There's some weakness in that offensive line and the better pass rushes in the league and the, the, the more dominant physical fronts that they will come across, they can cause real, real problems for Josh Allen and that team. The Cowboys absolutely smoked the Bucks. Is that it for Tom Brady? Did you see his post-match interview, Laurie? Yeah, I watched, I listened to every word of his interview and obviously people are going to ask, you know, what yeah. is this? Is this over? And he didn't give a clear answer, but I thought the most interesting, the most telling part of that was the way he closed it. Uh, the closing, his time up there at the, the press dais there, he took time to thank the Buffalo, uh, so the, the Tampa Bay uh, media, the Bucks beat reporters who had welcomed him in. He spoke very nicely of the franchise um, and he said, you know, I, I appreciate the respect you guys have shown me and I can only hope that, you know, I've kind of reiterated that and resp- uh, re- replied in kind um, and reciprocated that. Uh, before leaving, it definitely had the air of, hey, I may very well not be back uh, here in this franchise next year. So I think cloudy at best would be the forecast for Tom Brady. I expect <laughs> him to play on. I expect him to play on, but there's going to be a fascinating number of suitors out there. And I think one of the teams that's going to be thrown right in the mix, the Buccaneers will be in the conversation, of course, but uh, you have to think the Las Vegas Raiders with some of the reports that have come out over the past 12 months that, you know, the fact that they're moving on from Derek Carr um, could be could be perhaps a home uh, for Tom Brady uh, if he so chooses to come back, which I would expect him to at this stage. Okay. Well, I'm tipping Super Bowl 57 to be the Chiefs v. the 49ers. Laurie, there you are. That's, that's where I've got it going right now. My heart oh, leads that. I'm in lockstep with you there. I think see, the Chiefs geez. will beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, but I will say, that my heart does bleed for the team in North Texas, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, which has been more heartache um, than joy, uh, you know, in the yeah. kind of you know, couple of decades that I've followed the team. Um, but a, a fascinating contest, that one between the Cowboys and 49ers this week. That's a, to have three of the final four teams in the, uh, in the NFC side of things coming from the NFC East and big market teams. And then the 49ers, one of the kind of glorious, you know, kind of, uh, historical fabric franchises. Um, of the NFC, of the NFL in general, you know, the, the NFL would be smiling at that playoff picture the way it's rounded out on that side. And the Cowboys 49ers, this is an all-Jersey clash. You love the colours that you appear when those two teams take on each other. And, and they've had such historical battles in back to the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, almost clashing dynasties at times. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's no surprise or it, it's kind of um, it's poetic in a way that the Cowboys registered their first um, their first road playoff victory in 30 years uh, with that win over Tampa Bay. The last time they did that was against the San Francisco 49ers en route to a uh, Super Bowl run. So plenty of history in that one. I think the Cowboys have exercised some demons with that um, victory against Tampa Bay, beating Tom Brady for the first time in their eighth attempt yes. against Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, but the 49ers present just such a tough opposition. We've t- I touched earlier on the offensive power they're going to have to play very tight coverage on, which is easier said by me than done by them. Yeah. Uh, and then the defense, you know, the likes of Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead flying after the quarterback and, and taking away the run game. Uh, it's a, a very interesting coaching battle, and then it'll be down to players to be delivering at their top. For the Cowboys, they got that from Dak Prescott last time out, arguably his best performance yet but they'll have to double down and more against uh, a 49ers team that's got big, big sights, even with their rookie quarterback. Mate, we're looking forward to it. Laurie, if you don't mind, uh, we'll maybe give you a chat Monday night because the divisional round will be decided by then, Mm. our time. So we might do a wrap-up then. Love to join you guys then. Nah, brilliant. Laurie, thank you very much for your time. Laurie Haresh from ESPN.